Week one is here, the first week of 2024. I hope you had a very, very good Christmas, have been relaxing among friends and family, and are ready for a new year. You are listening to the StockInvest.us podcast, Trading Tips with Jim, as we head into the fifth season of this podcast series. Yes, for uh, four years I've been telling you what I think will happen in the market in the week ahead of us, in the year ahead of us, and often years ahead. I've been speaking my mind, telling you what I think. And the fact is that nobody really knows the future. I was very lucky about inflation. I was very lucky about the interest rates and most of it. But last year, I started to fail a bit. One of the big wrongs was, of course, the Taiwan conflict, which I thought would come by first half year of 2024. It did not happen. And by the end of the year, I told you, uh, I've seen this before, Nasdaq can just continue to push upwards and upwards and upwards. Usually the statistics always say that end of the year is good. That is more correct uh, and uh, more true than false. And indeed it was, Nasdaq did nine straight weeks of gains by the end of 2023. I thought there would be a correction among these nine weeks, but it didn't happen. Nasdaq just pushed upwards and upwards, making a total gain for Nasdaq for 43% for 2023. It was indeed a super year for Nasdaq and especially for the magnificent seven stocks, including AI stocks like Nvidia, uh, among others. Dow Jones also had a good year, up 24% for Dow Jones. Now they are hovering back to all-time highs, and the question is, what will uh, uh, 2024 be? <clears throat> and uh, I will dedicate this first season podcast talking a little bit about what I think will happen. I will dwell with some thoughts I have, uh, so you can understand what I think when I say uh, that I will reduce my exposure in the market. And many of you uh, who've been following me through all these years knows that I never, um, I invested fully uh, when the frantic sell-off during COVID was. I invested as the market was falling down. I invested till I reached 100% investments into the stock markets and had a super, super upturn, started to sell out as Nasdaq got higher and higher. Um, and in the end, uh, and all last year, I was floating only between 30 and 40% investments into the stock market. Yes, in the retro perspective, perspective, you can say that I should have been much more invested. As we know, Nasdaq was up 43%, as I just said. But most of you, uh, probably didn't think so. How could Nasdaq go up 43% and my portfolio or your portfolio did not go up as much? It is because it was mainly driven by selected stocks and you had to be in the big ones. And that is a general lesson. Uh, if you want to avoid the biggest swings, stay away from the most risky, uh, risky stocks. But most of you uh, don't have the capital and you play for the risk, meaning that you go into stocks having way too high risk. And very often you end up in a losing streak. And many of these stocks, they did not do the full uh, 
rebounds like many stocks did in general. Many of these stocks are still held down and some of them even went bankrupt like bed and beyond. Now, uh, what will I do? Well, I will actually reduce my exposure in the stock market more in the year ahead. I will explain why as we move forward. First off, you may wonder, so what do you do with the rest of the capital? Well, some is in the bank. I've been sitting with too much cash in the bank. Another mistake I made uh, because I knew inflation would continue and inflation just eats up your capital. It should be invested somewhere. But it was such a busy year with so many things happening um, that I didn't have time to fully, fully think where I wanted to be. But as you know, a few years ago, I bought uh, into gold because I wanted to make sure that a part of my capital would be secure no matter what happens. And that uh, has been a very good uh, bet. Gold, uh, when I bought uh, gold, it was around 1600. Now it is 1600 and up. I started to buy gold. And now it's sitting at $2,084. And I think gold would just continue upwards. I personally will increase my gold holdings over the year as I will slowly sell a little bit out of my positions in the market. And you know, I've been very high into oil. Started to pick oil at $20 when oil was $20. <clears throat> and waiting for one last upturn but i reduced my portfolio a little bit but still have some uh, oil stocks but now i will slowly start to go out of these as well oil sitting at 73 dollars it's been a major global fight all year uh, for oil u.s emptying their strategic uh, reserves uh, and OPEC cutting uh, their production uh, trying to force oil price up, US trying to force oil price down. So far, it's been uh, more or less even fight. Oil was up at 95, been pushing down to 73. So in some some way, you can say that it uh, it's been a correct choice selling the strategic reserves. But the question is, uh, what will the cost be of refilling the reserves back? And why do you want to refill the reserves? Well, as uh, you know, green uh, was the big, big word for many years. But green is no longer the biggest word. The reason for this is that everything with all the uh, Russian sanctions backfired, just you, uh, as you heard me say. Backfired heavily, causing huge inflation. I told you that would happen. Uh, and interest rates, uh, interest, uh, rates uh, being hiked in very fast pace. All of it backfired. It hasn't done what they hope to do, and it will not do as they hope to do. The only thing it's done is pushing uh, the world more apart. BRICS building up stronger. And you heard me talk a lot about BRICS. I will not talk so much about BRICS um, in this podcast. But you have to understand that uh, the world has been much more divided in 2023 than in a very very long time and that being with the u.s president that told that he would do anything to unite his people unite the world everything has going in the opposite direction the world is really falling more apart and two big big strong economies are building up it's the BRICS on one side and it's the u.s on the other side the US and the Western Hemisphere on the other side. In some good way, Argentina we can uh, did not join uh, BRICS or postponed to join BRICS. 
Argentina got a new president and uh, he has really been slashing and cutting um, into the government of uh, Argentina. And we know the liberals went just crazy when he was elected. We will see how that will turn out. But he did this move that uh, West seems to like. He postponed joining BRICS. The BRICS thing is much bigger uh, than we think because trade is starting to move much more internally in Asia and we need all these Asian goods to keep prices down. We produce cheaply in Asia, yes, we moved a little bit away from China over to India producing uh, more of the goods. We know Apple moved some of their production, etc. as a political move, uh, but it's still coming from Asia and Asia is doing another thing. They are investing heavily into gold, trying to move away from the dollar standard. And I think that will be one of the main topics of 2024, the dollar. And that is one of the reasons why I move into gold because dollar is under pressure. Dollar went super strong, was 95 to, uh, to the euro currently gone back to 110 against the euro weakening uh, more than 15 percent of the last half of the year against the euro and uh, this brings me into the big big long lines because no matter what we do we have to uh, try to figure out what will be the main main drivers of the year and try to position ourselves accordingly at least i do like this at the same time, we do understand that uh, nobody really knows the future. It may be totally different than you think, and it usually is. But here are the two main uh, things that I see as we move forward into 2024. On the negative side, let's start on the negative side. We know that US is borrowing an insane amount of printing and printing and printing and it's escalating at a super pace as we speak. That has to be paid and now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, US pay more in interest rates than the military budget and it just keeps increasing very fast. Soon US will be paying uh, more than the Medicare uh, budget in just interest rates on all the money they've been printing lately. And that has to be dealt with in some way uh, or the other. Either you grow your uh, GDP uh, so you can afford paying down or you do other fiscal things uh, trying to reduce it. They have a lot of techniques in their toolbox. At the same time, uh, 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 you have to cut uh, your spendings, but we know that Democrats love spending. And uh, just as an example, uh, you heard me say that the job numbers have to go uh, up. There has to be more unemployment. Uh, unemployment rate has to increase uh, b because of how uh, the companies are making money. They make 
less and less profit margins they are cutting everyone is cutting but still job numbers are very good they are at 3.8 percent year over year they stay increased a little bit by the end of the year but they are still very strong so why is that some of the main reason of this is that uh, Biden and his government is funding up uh, the government hardly uh, uh, with governmental employees uh, they are taking up uh, just building up the federals that is uh, not bringing more income in general it's not bringing more revenues it's just increasing uh, the costs of everything on top of this all the different benefits that is going in and i agree to many of them we see uh, a lot of them coming in we have this in norway for instance a huge governmental uh, number of employees and insane good social benefits meaning that uh, men for instance can be off work when the child is born and women can stay almost two three years without work as government is having great benefits same thing is happening in us and it is a good thing at the same time it's pulling uh, people out of the workforce and the workforce in us is the lowest it's been in decades and decades there is uh, and uh, i might be uh, a little bit mistaken but i think there is seven million men outside the workforce as we speak and these uh, these are just uh, healthy men it's just one of the way to measure uh, things we should include everything of course but it's from old statistics where they use this number following this number and seven million is not participating in the workforce because they either have uh, income otherwise either through benefits or it, uh, the benefits are higher than uh, than the <coughs> revenue of actually doing work we have many of these same issues in Norway you can have social benefits and other benefits that sometimes make less incentives for work and makes it easier to stay outside the working force so the working force is uh, uh, record low meaning that there is still is a tight working force now interest rates uh, is high and uh, the fed need uh, to slow down the economy so the inflation is not running wild if they tighten too much unemployment rate goes sky high and we are getting to the opposite side and this is the negative thing uh, to continue that thread fed has to do something they has to do something about the debt us has to do something about the debt and uh, they will have to do something with the pace of the economy now if you slow down the economy too much your ability to pay debt will be less uh, at the same time if you keep too hard pressure on the economy the interest rates will not go down so that will also be a killer for the economy we are sitting in a very very hard uh, case and just as i said uh, just to be said i think that interest rates will be much higher than people think yes we will start maybe to have a cut or two but i think inflation will remain very very strong because there will be more money pumped into the system and then you can ask the question maybe they really want inflation to be high because inflation will 
eat up the debt. Happened back in the 80s, uh, uh, people bought houses, they were very expensive by that, but then inflation ran uh, rampage. And your loan, which at one point was very expensive, suddenly became very cheap because the inflation went uh, crazy. So one way out of all the debt issue is continuous inflation. If inflation continues, interest rates continue to be high, there will not be a good, good uh, situation in the stock market because all margins for companies will be squeezed <coughs> and that will bring down uh, uh, stock prices. PE ratios are already way too high, uh, as I see it, and most people see it already, uh, because stock prices have been going up, but the general income of most companies has not gone uh, up. Profit margins being squeezed in many, many companies. Some are still on the good side, but we see it across the board, even companies that pay a very, very good dividend year by year, are slowly saying that dividends might be under threat. So there is a lot of underlying things happening. So that's the negative thing which might happen is that over the year, as we move forward, we will see uh, that uh, inflation will not go down uh, as they think. Many people argue for it, uh, that we have de-inflation that will come in a situation where uh, interest rates will be cut and cut and prices will be uh, cut and cut. Uh, <coughs> and uh, that is a highly likely scenario. I think the opposite. I think that the stimulus into the uh, economy will continue as we sit. So that's uh, a little bit uh, about the economy. On top of this, we have all that political issues uh, surrounding there is no way that 2024 is going to be a good year for us in terms of politics i think it will be a disastrous year. you can read it in the news and you can see it all over that uh, division is way too strong uh, and in worst case it may end up if not in civil war at least with a big big fallout because a lot of things uh, is at stake for the sitting government. Uh, they are trying everything they can now to uh, hinder their, uh, f the front leader of the GOP, Trump. In all the ways they can, they are throwing everything at them uh, to prevent him from running. And knowing that half of US is on that side, it cannot uh, end uh, well. And uh, somehow that thing will probably lead uh, upwards to uh, what we saw in 2020. There will be a lot, there, is, uh, there was a lot of election interference and it will be much more as we move forward. How the people population will deal with it is very hard to say, but uh, there can become a major political fault. I cannot say that there will be a peaceful transition uh, of power, no matter what happens. Uh, in either case, I think it will be a messy, messy year. And a messy political year means that there will be messy uh, around all sorts of decisions. Uh, and uh, economy is one of the things that people really, really feel hard in. 
and base much of their political decisions on, meaning that uh, Biden and his government will have to push stimulus uh, to avoid a total economic meltdown, because if that happens, it's guaranteed that he and his party will lose. There is age issues and there is so much more. It has to be a special year. So that's internal for United States and U US is the biggest market and it will just be uh, November is the election uh, period. So according to this, we should see a lot of things happen, especially in second half of 2024, maybe even uh, before, but I guess the last part of the year it will for sure be special. On top of this, we have all the military conflicts and they are just keep escalating. Nothing good ever came out of uh, all of these things. Russia is producing more arms than it has done ever and they are ramping up, using more and more of their money into uh, the war industry. And the war industry is hammering uh, day and night, 24 seven across Europe and US and more or less everywhere else everywhere else, even China. And this arms race is not going to end well. Uh, and my advice, which was a few years, invest into the uh, weapon industry still remain very strong. There is money to be made, much more money to be made in the weapon industry as uh, we will continue to see escalation of violence. Now we have the Israel-Palestine conflict. We have um, things happening uh, around uh, Iran. Uh, shots are fired at civilian ships, oil ships. One of the things that can bring the oil price uh, up. Oil is currently sitting at uh, seventy-three dollars, as I said. But uh, more tension uh, in the Persia, and we can see oil go for a little rally. I think it, it's a very, very huge chance that it will happen. On top of this, China said two times by the end of the year that Taiwan will be united with China, no matter what. You can speculate if that means that they will military uh, implement Taiwan into China this year or not. The odds are that it will happen and US promised to stand by the side of Taiwan if it happens so that you can just imagine the fallout yourself. So these are the negative things like and these are big, big lines. Uh, world is arming up. Nothing good will ever come out of it. We have crazy people uh, in the EU Parliament uh, arguing actually for going to war. That's how crazy it is. And everyone, even in peaceful little Norway, is arguing that we just need to increase as well. We need to, 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 to be more aggressive. Nothing good will come out of uh, these things. Uh, so it, it can be any given day a much future escalation in the Middle East and Asia than we think. And the way to World War Three is very short. It still remains uh, short. Doomsday clock is at the highest level it ever been. Uh, and it's not to sound pessimistic, but it's just where we are right now. So these are the negative lines. We have to think about these things. So where will I want to be if any of these bad, bad scenarios happen? Where do I want to be? If we have a major correction due to all the debt issues in the United States uh, and the Western world in general, if we have a major correction where the stock market will tank, the house prices will tank, uh, where is my money safe? We know a lot of banks 
will go across. Still argues for having a portion into gold or other uh, metals, I think it is a part. Personally, I will slowly move. Uh, I have some crypto. I will move a little bit away from crypto. I will have something. I think the first half of the year may be very good. So I'll still have something in in the market, but I will also slowly, slowly move a little bit away from uh, stocks. And I have to figure out what will I do to try uh, increase uh, my gains. <coughs> Now, uh, what are the good scenarios? Because uh, nobody knows. That was just my guessing. Uh, what are the good scenarios? The good scenarios is, and I stated that last year, if we manage to broker some peace in Ukraine, that can lead uh, to much more uh, faster pace into good things happening around the world. We know the economy in Germany is suffering badly, badly, and population is slowly turning. We had an overweight of uh, left uh, ideology in uh, Europe and US and that has led us to where we are today. The problem is that uh, all of these things build up polarization and then you often swing very much uh, and way too far to the other side. And we see this also happening across many places. Uh, the right-right the wing is moving way too fast and that is not good either you want to be somewhere in middle uh, between these things that's usually where it's stable if it goes to one side or the other it's uh, unstable if it goes way too far uh, to the right you will have uh, less uh, globalization you will have less of a, a lot of things and uh, very often it doesn't lead very well you need as i said to be somewhere in the middle with constructive politics and you cannot do like we've seen over and over in many, many uh, countries, breaching their constitution, uh, and changing rules and adding rules. Uh, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely not good. But uh, back to what are the positive things? So what if we get into a situation where inflation keep uh, slowly falling? Last year ended somewhere around 4%. We know that the, the, the Feds wants it to be around 2% or at least under control. If this happens and they slowly start to uh, cut interest rates, stock market will continue to push upwards. And talking about the stock market right now, Nasdaq is at 16, getting close to 16,000 points uh, where it's previous high. Either we break previous high and continue up or we will have a double top if you low technical uh, analysis like I do. It's a very, very interesting case because if it's a double top, you will have two tops at around 16,000. doesn't have to be the exact number, but very close to each other, 16,000. We know that the bottom was 10,500. And if you then have a double top, well, that will be a fall all the way down to 4,000 points. The major crack that... A few economists have said will happen in 2024. Why do I keep uh, coming back to negative scenarios all the uh, time? Uh, let's let's push back. I think it's because it's the overweight is actually on negative things happening in 2024. Uh, it's the overweight uh, of all the analysis that I've done myself and all things I see is the overweight is still on that side. We need the good things to happen and if the good things happen, we broker some sort of peace in Ukraine. Uh, 
stop all that slaughtering of uh, people on both sides because it's just generations of young men lost as we speak front lines are still the same uh, and the Russia have tons and tons of people to put into the battlefield Ukraine is slowly running out of it meaning that Europe at some point will have to send their young men uh, and women to die for this cause but if we are able to broker some sort of peace we slightly have some uh, interest rates coming in uh, cuts I mean stock market should continue to push upwards and we know there is a huge still a huge upside for certain technologies uh, to come uh, back in and there is many many stocks that have been hammered uh, over the years over the last two years especially that has a huge upside there will be a shakeup. many companies will go bankrupt and many big big names went bankrupt we had some uh, big players moving up during covid uh, uh, and uh, we work and all of these uh, companies uh, they have been fading away and much more of this will happen because we are in a situation where you get back to the true strong reality happened to green uh, energy green was the word uh, we know all of this uh, don't have to have a hurt feeling when i say that the wokeness uh, was just way too much it was totally totally ding dong if you ask me all this wokeness this craziness there is still some of it uh, around floating around and uh, we still see but in general uh, it's finally getting back to reality because in the end of the day you can be as woke as you want as ding dong as you want but you have to pay your bills it is just how it works and we see that businesses being uh, trying to uh, go too far woke has been really hurt uh, over the last year uh, especially and i think much more of this will come green is here to stay i've argued for that many many times but it's over uh, done it became they made green woke good idea they made totally woke and now we see a lot of countries are moving back on all these ev subsidizes they're moving away from their plans of replacing uh, fossil cars within just a year or five years because it's unrealistic and the cost of all of this is way too high but it is the future green technology is the future we will move there but right now we had the first hype now it's falling back and i think in my opinion and i stated this last year as well argues for good good buying positions just have to find which of these green companies will survive which will have enough companies we know that the green bus deal uh, brought up uh, by Biden uh, well spoken about it failed and many many companies will fail but some of them will make it and it will be a huge future and it's not only cars there is everything related to green technology solar technology and all of these things you just have to find out which one will make it through uh, because it will grow so much stronger on the other side if i can't buy any company that i think uh, will do because i'm personally putting uh, into green expecting maybe to lose as you know i did uh, some bets into neo been paying a little bit off lately but uh, uh, i want to be in green because they will have a rebound it may actually happen this year if stock markets get back on track and everything economy is looking good I think EV will be back for a boost 
uh, again uh, in a slower and much more realistic pace. By the way, the cost of, uh, of uh, lithium has had a minor crash. That is good news for EV because it makes EV cars much more cheaper to make. It's for the batteries, of course, much cheaper to make, makes the profit margins much higher. It will be very interesting to see how this will play out during the week uh, and the following weeks because the profit margins for Tesla, for Neo, uh, Lee and uh, all of these companies should, in theory, increase uh, a little bit as the cost of batteries go down. Batteries being one of the highest costs in the EV. So we can have a situation where interest rates go down, stock market is being fueled because when interest rates go down, there is less money to be made having your money in the bank or bonds or whatever. So money will flow back into the stock market. These are the good thing. And slowly we get back into P stocks. Uh, you can have uh, a change out of some of these uh, major world leaders. Uh, uh, with people that is much more realistic uh, and have a much better approach to the big, big political issues because now like uh, EU Parliament and all these things is, is just sad to watch but hopefully we can have that and even uh, not uh, having uh, changed their um, leadership and we can get into better dialogue which can bring the world uh, in to a more steady pace. Uh, to, to, to sum up that, to make more logic about it, if we do understand that the economy is a glue, when things go good, people make money, we take more people out of poverty, etc. There is more peace. It's very, very correlated. Once economies goes down, violence increases everywhere. So yes, we may hate uh, this country or that country, or we may hate this or that, but the better we can work together uh, and the smoother we can work together, grow economies across the world, the higher the chances for uh, peace and lasting peace. When we start to break down economies, things often go very, very bad. We saw this happening in the uh, 30s, and there are much similarities with today's situation was was in the 30s. So let's aim uh, for peace talks. Let's uh, aim for fiscal responsibility, meaning that uh, we do not pump too much money in uh, to the different economies, overstimulating, uh, bringing inflation back on a rampage. But as I said, just to be warned, it is one of the ways to bring down your debt, even for a country, is by inflation. We will see which one they will choose to combat that question. Now, uh, 35 minutes into what seems to be a longer podcast, but it was the first of the year and the last two weeks of the year. I'm very sorry about that, but I got uh, ill uh, and didn't feel for making the last two podcasts. Uh, week 51, I was no chance to make a podcast because my voice was totally gone uh, with coughing. And uh, during the Christmas, uh, I didn't have the energy, but I'm back on my feet again. And hopefully I will continue to give you your uh, weekly podcasts. 
telling you what I think. So these were the long lines for 2023. Uh, both of these scenarios can happen and anything that uh, <laughs> in between. There is nobody really knows what will happen in 2023. But if we take these long lines, hopefully you picked up something. Some of it you will think it's far out uh, and uh, borderline crazy talk. Totally fine. Uh, but I uh, urge you to think, what do you really think will happen in 2024? What are the long lines that you see, that you feel in your own economy? What are these things? Because uh, you want to play the game short. And I will give uh, a few minutes just to talk about uh, trading as such. But you, you also want uh, to hit the longer lines. So what are the things? during this year the next year because if you're able to get sort of into it so we saw ai how it pumped and all who has been into ai stocks have been making such good uh, money before that when crypto was going up it was graphic cards and the graphic need and all of these things uh, so you just have to find the major trends if you think that interest rates will be cut it will have a consequence but where will that consequence be the very best because that is where you want to invest so even if you didn't find any of the things that i said uh, appealing to you logic to you or whatever still urge you to think about the long lines invest accordingly if dollar is slowly turning into toilet paper because of all the debt where will the money be put uh, as a safekeeping will it be gold my bet is gold i might be wrong so far i've been correct but i might be wrong gold may fall uh, back but over time gold been doing good and we know that a lot of central banks around the world has been buying up gold if you think uh, there will be huge issues around uh, iran because that tension is just building up by the minute what will happen if there is anything with Iran? Just imagine what will happen with oil. Maybe oil is where you want to be. At the same time, if the economy is slowly getting uh, worse and worse, as we see many places, the demand for oil will be less. And oil prices could actually plunk. And just to finish that oil argument, OPEC and especially Saudi Arabia said that because all these kind of oil prices that we have now make sallow sham production uh, profitable in the United States, there is different production uh, uh, Asia and especially Saudi Arabia have the lowest production cost of things and then it just goes moves upward. North Sea of Norway has quite low production cost but is still above. Saudi Arabia and the shallow sand is one of the most costly production uh, methods, but they make money with current oil prices. Saudi Arabia have said, they have done it before, that they might flood the market to kill off the excess business, oil business, which only survives because of the high oil prices. They said that they might do that. It might happen, and that can cause oil prices to plunk to $20, and it will cause a huge fall in oil shares can go both ways you have to do the thought work yourself about trading before uh, uh, diving into that i'll just give you a few uh, small uh, tips 
and uh, we will do of course the $1,000 challenge. I will update you on what happened on the $1,000 challenge before ending this podcast that turned out to be a long one. Uh, about training tips in general, because many of you, uh, you listen to this podcast, you get a few tips. You heard that I went into uh, repair therapeutics before Christmas, trying to double the money uh, in the $1,000 challenge. So you are scanning this podcast, trying to figure out what are the stocks, you know, where where, where you want to be. Is it Neo this week? Will it be Chevron? Will it uh, booing? Where where do you want to uh, to be? So that's where you are because you want to start the day, uh, trading day that starts in a few hours. You want to just trade trade. Yes, we can find a few stocks that probably will do good, but in general, here is a few tips for you when you trade and you trade intraday because a lot of people do that and many of you do that with gearing uh, and uh, you do it intraday you buy and you sell just a few hours later or even minutes later some common rules which works very very well one it's round numbers if your stock let's say is 1210 usually usually buying around 12 is a good case you want to if it breaks down to 1195 you want to sell it because 12 is broken i'm talking about support resistance works very very well so whatever stock you are in if it's close to a level now let's say it's 1250 it's not an obvious buy and if it's 1290 getting close to 13 it's usually uh, a sell-off point then you usually will have a, a, a push trying to push through 13 will fall back maybe to 12.50 or 12.70 before pushing up. So very often a good way uh, to reduce your risk is to buy or sell when support resistance levels are broken. Very often they are around round numbers. Just watch for yourself and you will see how correct it is. So if the stock, if you want to buy, the stock is uh, your best buy will probably be around a round number on the upside, meaning that if the price is 12.10, so anywhere just upside 12 will be good. The hard, hard trader knows that the stock usually breaks by a little. It breaks down to, let's say, 11.98 before pushing up and you are able, but it will just be a few trades and you're able to utilize that super, super tiny margin because we very often see a slight break before it goes up. If it breaks too far down below 12 and there's many methods to figure out what is really way too below because you can use like 3% or 1% or you look at the change during the day, how much is moving up and you use 5% of that change. Now let's say the price is up a, a dollar, so uh, like 5 cents change will be. So if it's moving between 12 and 13, so 5, five change Five cent under 12 will be the support, uh, the last level where you want to put your uh, stop loss, like 11.95. That's if it falls below, it will just continue for, uh, further down. So that is <coughs> where you want to be doing. So we have this, and if it goes up, you're sitting in a good position. It's heading upwards to 13. You have a little profit. Usually, usually it comes up to 13, maybe 13.1, 13.02. Then it dips down and goes for a dip maybe back to 1250, 1270 and continue upwards. And uh, these pattern, these movements are best if you have a good trend 
in general if it's in the uptrend you know that it will dip down to 1270 and then continue upwards break 30 maybe continue upwards but if it's in a downward trend there's a high chance that it reached 13 and it will just move down and then a little up and then continue down so trends will be your best friend for sure that is how you will make the best of your money there are other support and resistance level trend uh, is one of them you you, you draw up trend lines uh, if you have that sort of uh, chart software and you use this and you will see that there is almost a sort of magic how well it works but because a lot of traders do this and you can use candles and other things and we might get back to that accumulated volume is one of my top top favorites you find it at stock invest uh, when you look at chart and you'll see some gray bars at the right hand these are accumulated volume it works in my opinion it's the absolutely best of them all if there is a lot and lot and lot trades around 1250 uh, and the price is 13 it just means that 1250 is a heavy heavy support level and if it comes down there it usually bounces up and this is how you can put your trades 45 minutes it's time to wrap it up so what about the $1,000 challenge well uh, you will know uh, now because I went into repair therapeutics before getting sick at 535 saying that I wanted to double at that point we were up only 15% uh, in the $1,000 challenge I wanted to do a little crazy trading before Christmas uh, to try double the money so we would go up to $2,000 uh, we started I don't remember if it was August or September I started the $1,000 chance but to double the money by the end of the year because we were playing a little bit safe as I told you will increase the risk a little bit repair therapeutics is currently sitting at $7.3 up $36.45 since we bought it making uh, more than 50% return in the $1,000 change I didn't manage to double the money before Christmas uh, and I will not give any good excuses for it I did not do it but I will continue to grow the $1,000 challenge now we are sitting far better up we are at 1,685 or 6 I'll have to check and I will try to post uh, image either today or tomorrow where we are at the $1,000 challenge but uh, slowly uh, we will split into two stocks but not yet for the uh, week I will try to get out of repair uh, therapeutics uh, get my focus back as I said I was a little bit sick before Christmas not having the proper focus but my plan is to go out um, of uh, repair therapeutics I still think there is plenty of upside and give you the next candidate which I will buy and uh, I will uh, try to remember to post on the YouTube video when I sell it uh, and uh, I will tell you before buying any new stocks if I sell repair therapeutics today or tomorrow whatever day I still will not buy the next stock before I tell you upfront which stock I will buy so if I sell this week I will tell you next Monday which stock I will get into uh, so you always know up uh, ahead I believe uh, that will be uh, it uh, user uh, asked me uh, how the metal detecting was going for those who are new to this podcast I have a few hobbies outside 
and sometimes in the YouTube version of this podcast, I show images uh, of my finds. On New Year's Eve, uh, I had the chance to go for a few hours detecting, and the very, very first signal I got was a ring. Super happy about that. It was not valuable at all, and I might even post a picture uh, on the YouTube video so you can see the ring. The stone was lost. You can clearly see where the stone was sitting. The stone was lost, and the ring is not of expensive metal. It's for sure not gold. It's probably some sort of alloy, brass, or whatever. I haven't cleaned it properly. I will do later. But so funny to find a ring. I started the 2023 with a super nice silver coin from a uh, 112 uh, Saxon Thaler from uh, 1720. And uh, on the very last day of 2023, I found a ring on the absolutely first signal. During the day, I found several coins, but nothing special. And uh, some buttons and some lead seals and a few things. All of them were from uh, early uh, 1820s all the way to 1920s. So the ring should be 100 years plus old as well. That's all. Uh, 50 minutes, the longest podcast in a long, long time. I hope you enjoyed it. We are heading into 2024. I can only wish you the best and the absolutely best of the year. Have some uh, goals for the year. Find some goals that you can reach. Uh, and hopefully tune back next Monday for the next episode of the podcast. For those who have been with me for now four years heading into the fifth, Thank you. I love you uh, a lot. So happy and hope over these years that I have managed to do the one thing I put as a sole purpose of this podcast. Reduce your losses, increase your gains. If I was able to do that, I would uh, call myself successful because I'm not making any money on this podcast series at all. Now I will be heading for lunch uh, and then a few hours market will open uh, the week. It's a fair chance the week will be green because there is still a strong momentum from last week. Prepare for an exciting year and next week, this week, I hope the portfolio will be greener than by the beginning of the week. Until next time, just have a super, super week. Bye. Welcome to StockInvest.us Stock Analysis. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon stockinvest.us. By using the information you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions.